Hello and welcome to the Bear Your Soul Sister podcast. We are your hosts, Ree and Kara. And our mission is to have real and raw conversations with everyday women. So you can see you are not alone in a big, beautiful world. And if one woman can conquer their challenges, you can too. Now let's dive into this epic episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Bear Your Soul Sister podcast. It's Kara here today and I am doing a solo episode today while Ree's off doing her mastery in NLP. So I'm excited to share with you guys a little bit of my own experience around business and how I went about starting it for the second time around. So basically today, I just wanted to share with you my top 10 lessons from starting a business for the second time and what I've taken away from the experience so that hopefully you can learn from it too and maybe even implement some of these things into your business right now if you feel like you've still got room for growth or you'd like to even start a business um, from scratch as well. So Often I um, do a lot of consulting around business as well. And one of the key things that I often hear is that people don't know who they're wanting to serve. And what I mean by that is that they don't know who their target market is and who they're speaking to when it comes to their business and what problems they're going to be solving. So my number one tip is to really understand who you serve. And before you even start your business, I would highly recommend jotting down just some brief ideas and information around your ideal customer and who that person is. You know, what type of things do they love to do on a daily, weekly, yearly basis? Do they go shopping at certain places? Do they have particular lifestyle Um, priorities, like what is it about that person that you really know and understand? And what are you doing to help them? So are they in a particular industry? Are they in a particular age group? Are they craving a certain product or service to help them with their day-to-day life? So for me, I am helping beauty and hair business owners gain back more time so that they can do things that they love. So for me, that that concept came from my own personal experience of working in a salon and having my own salon business uh, for over 10 years. And I really know and understand what it's like to be that person in that situation. So for me, it was a no-brainer. I really knew and understood who I was talking to in my business. And I was able to really cater everything that I established from day one with this business because I knew who I was serving. And you're, if you don't sort of have a clear mission, vision, and values in your business, it's something that I would highly recommend you go and sit down and really think about and get clear on because it is something that can really make a huge impact when you know and understand these things and you can really use it to help drive your marketing and your you know, brand awareness in your business as well. So there's lots of different ways that you can do that. There's lots of free resources out there that can help you to get really clear on your vision, mission and values. And if it's something you haven't even touched on for a while, if it's been a few years, definitely go and take, you know, a couple of hours this week to go in and work on that because it can be something that will progress over time and adapt and evolve as you grow. So my second 
lesson from having a second business is that it's really important to understand and analyze the market that you're going into and what problems you're going to solve for them. So how are you going to give them a product or service that is going to make them feel like you are speaking exactly to them and you can help them solve a problem. So without this, it is a little bit more challenging to really have, I guess, a way to communicate to your audience what it is that your business does to help them. So one of the things that you can do is you can brainstorm a whole different list of ideas and scenarios of various different problems that you can solve for people. And once you know this, you can put it in a, you know, a spreadsheet or a document and you can revise on this and pull it out as you need to, to create content marketing, you know, when you're doing your website and things like that, it's really important to have these so that you can say, okay, this is what I need to communicate. And this is why. So the third thing that I recommend, um, having in your business is to really have a clear vision and understanding of your pricing before you dive in and throw some random numbers at people. So one of the biggest mistakes that I see startup businesses make is they lower their prices so much that they're not making a profit from the very first, you know, sale. And it really does a disservice to both you, your experience, your knowledge, but also it makes it harder for you to hit the ground running. Whereas if you've come in, you've done your market research, you know your your profit margins and how much money you need to make to substantiate your business, you have a guess a step above the rest when it comes to growing your business because you're already starting out at a profitable level and then you can continue to grow from there. One of the biggest stresses that I often see when I speak to other business owners is that they're not earning a wage for themselves and they're not earning enough money to cover all of their expenses. So by pricing yourself at the right price initially, as opposed to discounting yourself just to get clients, you're going to be able to make sure that your business is running at a very healthy, viable profit from the very beginning. It's also something that I think a lot of people struggle with as they grow as well. They think, oh, I don't need to increase my prices. But, you know, as we grow and as each year starts to roll by, there's going to be new things that will come into your business that will cost additional money and there'll be expenses that will, you know, start to increase as you grow. And it is important to continue to always track and monitor your finances so that if there is that, you know, ability to increase your your pricing based on what you'd ideally like to take home, then it's something that you you don't, I guess, want to be afraid of. And you make it a priority to sit down and look at every six to 12 months to make sure that you're tracking towards your goals. So my fourth lesson is really having confidence and getting clear on marketing your business 
and how you're going to communicate what it is that you do to your audience. So one of the biggest mistakes that I I see come through is that people only focus on one type of marketing and that's it. And they either get too busy and they don't prioritize the time to repurpose their marketing content to other areas or they just don't know. So one of the key things to put in place from the beginning is a marketing strategy or a marketing plan. And you can go through, particularly this time of year, and really look back and say, okay, what worked well, what didn't work well, and what can we prioritize for marketing throughout the next 12 months? What are the key areas of the year, such as Mother's Day, end of financial year, Black Friday, all of those different events that happen throughout the year, what can you focus your marketing around and how can you communicate to your audience that you have something that will help them during that time? So marketing doesn't need to be complicated and it can be really cleverly planned and repurposed to serve you better so that you're not having to spend 20, 30 hours a week doing your marketing. And it's really, once again, it ties back into that um, first lesson that I spoke about when we talk about understanding who it is that we serve and what problems that we're solving for them. So if marketing isn't your strong point and it's something you really struggle with, you can always look at hiring someone to assist you in this field as well and really just working that into your monthly budget or yearly budget so that you have somebody that obviously loves and enjoys doing marketing and that can help you with this if this is really just an area that overwhelms you and you don't feel comfortable doing. Um, it is something you can always outsource if you feel the need. So my fifth lesson that has really impacted my business um, this second time around has been through building a strong community and lots of collaboration. So joining forces with like-minded business owners in the same or complementing industries can be such a powerful tool to really help ignite your business and, and push it forward into new heights and new areas that you haven't experienced before. And you know, we often hear about people saying community over competition and, um, you know, how powerful collaborations is, but often it's, it's still neglected and it's still something that people really struggle with or, you know, they reach out to other people, but they never follow through on it. And it can be such a powerful way to build your business. And not only that, you're supporting other like-minded women in their businesses as well. So it can be a really great way to, you know, create um, long-lasting friendships and connections with other people that are on the same wavelength as you. And I think it's really important to choose wisely and be really clear as to who you're wanting to join forces with and why. Um, my sixth lesson is to not be afraid to hire help and outsource when you're starting to feel like you're gaining traction and the workload is becoming more and more because you're getting busier and busier. So one of my biggest lessons has been that I have had to learn to hire when I haven't been 100% 
what we would call ready, or I would have that underlying fear of how am I going to pay for them to join my team and things like that. But for me, that has all been a mindset thing that I've really had to work on. And I now know that in order for me to grow, I need to make sure that I have a strong team supporting me because I am only one person. If I get stressed, overwhelmed, or um, get on the path to burnout, then my business doesn't grow. So for me, I've really had to be smart in how I bring on team members and how I can choose people to help support me in my business so that we can continue to move forward. So definitely don't be afraid to look at uh, cost-effective options. Um, in getting help in your business. And sometimes it may not even be as an employee or a contractor. It might just be that you outsource one task here and there, or it could be that you get a cleaner so that you don't have to clean your house, you know, all the time. So you can be, you know, using that time to do something else in your business that pushes your needle forward. My seventh biggest lesson is definitely that it's important to reevaluate and assess your business as you go. So I like to do this every quarter, sometimes on a monthly basis if I'm feeling the need, but I don't like to sort of put too much pressure on myself. But when I feel that I'm starting to, I guess, get a bit you know, flat with my business, I find it a really good time to sit down and reevaluate how I'm doing things, where I might be able to improve and what I could be doing differently to make a better result in my business. And I think this is something that often can be overlooked. People don't sort of realize how much sitting down and assessing your business can make an impact. And that might even be as as far as getting your profit and loss and looking at your expenses, or it might be, okay, how am I, you know, doing this certain task and what sort of system do I have in place for it? There's so many different ways you can reevaluate your business um, and make positive change to ensure that it's supporting what the life you're wanting to achieve, basically. So that's probably my seventh biggest biggest lesson. Um, my next, my number eight would be to constantly work on myself and my mindset and my health. So this has come up for me in both my business experiences, both when I had the salon and in this business as well, probably more so in this business than in my salon business. Um, I know that when I don't look after myself, when I let stress get to me, when I let my health suffer, my business suffers. So for me, I have really had to understand that my own self needs to be prioritized and I have to have clear boundaries in place in order for my business to grow to the level that I want it to. And when I don't do that, my business generally takes a little bit of a turn for the worst. So for me, it's been really um, big reminder that having rituals and habits in place that support me and make me feel good on a daily basis is really vital to my business businesses growth. Um, And even as a leader, if I'm not taking that underlying care of myself, I don't show up as the leader I want to be. And for me, being a strong, um, inspiring leader is really, really important. So my ninth lesson is that it's 
so important to give yourself goals. So whether that be financial goals, physical goals, um, mental goals, whatever those goals might be, it might be that you want to, you know, buy a new car or go on a retreat or reach a certain figure in sales in your business or in profit, whatever that might be, I have found it is so important to have goals and not just have a yearly goal, but have a goal that is broken down into monthly, weekly, even sometimes daily, depending on the type of business you have goals so that you are constantly tracking your abundance that you're bringing into your business. And I find when I stop doing this, when I stop tracking my financial goals, my abundance does not necessarily continue to grow. So I have found that having a really strong, positive mindset around money and how I take action and responsibility around money has been a really crucial player in how quickly I've been able to grow my business. So this was something I probably didn't do as well in my first business. I always had team goals, but I never really had specific goals for myself as the business owner and the financial abundance that I wanted to have in that aspect. And I didn't have the best money mindset either. And for me, having that the second time round has definitely made a massive impact on the success I've been able to see so quickly in this business. Um, so it is something that I highly recommend doing if you haven't done it already. Um, as you guys know, Re is an absolute ace at money and manifestation. So if it is something that you need a little bit more support with, she is definitely somebody that is um, a manifestation queen. She can help you with it if you need. Um, and I personally learned a lot from her as well um, over the last 12 months around, yeah, taking control of my money mindset and not letting it um, trap me in certain, certain ways. And my lucky last 10th lesson that I have learned in business for the second time round is to make sure that I celebrate my success and the milestones that I reach. So this is something I probably didn't do a lot of in my first business. Um, I always had a little bit of guilt around it, I think. And it's something that I have definitely had to learn to get better at doing. And I now feel like I have come to terms with being comfortable in celebrating my success and not being ashamed of um, how quickly my business grew or, you know, whatever it might be, whatever those feelings um, that might come up as limiting beliefs. So for me, I've really had to um, work on my mindset around that. And it's okay to, you know, celebrate what I've achieved. And if someone's saying to me that, wow, you're doing a really great job or wow, look at what you've achieved to actually say, yeah, I have done a bloody good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and not be afraid to, um, you know, welcome that celebration of what it is that you've um, achieved in your business. Because often I think sometimes we're worried about, you know, tall poppy syndrome or what others are going to think about us. And yeah, it's something that I think we definitely need to do more of is celebrating our own success and also other people's successes as well. So I think that's probably my number 10 lesson that I have learned. Um, a lot of them I've, yeah, really just, um, 
I guess, worked on them myself and through my own experience of growing a business completely from scratch again and understanding exactly what I have done through that process to make me, I guess, get to the point where I am today. And I think the key is to just make sure that you're doing something that really lights you up on the inside. And all of these things that um, go into running a successful business just become so much easier because you really do love and enjoy what you do on a daily basis. So I hope this has inspired somebody in their business today. And as always, you can find us on our social media channels. Um, and yeah, we'd love to have you share your lessons in business as well by tagging us at Bear Your Soul Sister and sharing this episode with your audience and what you've learned from it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will be back with Re again in the near future for another episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. It means so much to us that you are here. If you love this episode, please share it with your community. And if you're listening from Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review and share what you love most about our show. Also, if you would like to be featured on our show, head on over to our Instagram at Bear Your Soul Sister, all one word. Send us a message and we will flick you over the details on how you can join us. And while you're on Instagram, give us a follow. We would love to get to know you more. Thank you so much for being here and we look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye. Bye.